0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.
1: Good morning. I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert. It's Wednesday, June 23rd. So what exactly is being done about the tortilla-throwing incident at a Coronado High School basketball game? More on that next, but first... Let's do the local headlines. So how about a side of COVID vaccine with your burger? All this week, eight local McDonald's are hosting pop-up COVID-19 vaccination sites throughout San Diego County. And as an extra incentive, McDonald's is giving everyone who gets a vaccine a coupon for one free menu item. San Diego County's COVID-19 vaccination rate is now at 86%. But the county is still looking for more ways, like experimenting with different vaccine pop-up sites like this one, to get vaccines to more people. And remember that big hack at Scripps last month? Well now patients are suing Scripps Health, alleging the healthcare provider didn't do enough to protect their personal medical data. Two lawsuits filed in San Diego federal court this week argue that Scripps should have known about the potential risk of a ransomware attack because of similar incidents in the healthcare industry. Scripps has yet to comment on the lawsuit, but said earlier this month there has been no indication yet that any stolen data was used to commit fraud. And maritime smuggling events off the coast of San Diego increased by 93% between 2019 and 2020. So far in 2021, more than 1,200 people have been apprehended while being smuggled at sea. And that is why the Border Patrol is launching its own marine unit in response to this new trend for smugglers. In May, three people died after a boat capsized off of Point Loma. And in a bit of good news, to file under the continued return to normalcy, the popular San Diego Big Bay Boom fireworks event will return on July 4th. From KPBS, you are listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, Healthcare and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.
1: So tensions are still running high after an incident over the weekend at a basketball game between Coronado High and Escondido's Orange Glen High School. Tortillas were thrown at Orange Glen players, and Orange Glen is a predominantly Latino school. KPBS race and equity reporter Christina Kim was in Coronado last night outside of a special meeting of the school district board where they were discussing how the school should address the incident.
2: I'm in disbelief. My brother's in disbelief. So is my mom. Um, We're not ones to really make a big deal out of certain things, but this one kind of just hit different with
3: us being Hispanic. Cassandra Garibay, whose brother Anthony plays on the Orange Glen basketball team, says she wants to see the Coronado High School head basketball coach fired she has compassion for the student players, some of whom have reached out to Orange Glen players since the incident.
2: I just don't feel like they should be punished as a whole because it wasn't every single player participating in those actions.
3: That's something Andres Rivera, an Orange Glen parent, agrees with. At a rally earlier today in front of Coronado High School, he says the coach was the instigator, who allegedly yelled profanities at Orange Glen's head coach.
4: This whole chaos was created by Coach Le Perry. Mm, yeah. It was disgusting. I, I, You know, I'm calling for his firing. Yes,
3: fire the coach, fire the coach. National organizations like the League of United Latin American Citizens and the local chapter of care have also called for Coronado's coach to be fired and have asked the California Interscholastic Federation, or CIF, to consider stripping Coronado High School of its championship title. CIF has said they will take next steps after reviewing incident reports from both schools. In a statement to KPBS, Escondido Unified School District Superintendent Dr. Ann Stafari denounced the incident but says healing for students and the surrounding community is necessary. She said, this is an opportunity for restorative justice, an opportunity to reflect, to learn and to adjust behaviors. David Karp is the director of the Center for Restorative Justice at the University of San Diego. He says restorative justice, which is about addressing harms and centering those most impacted, can start with a simple question. What would it
5: take for the impacted school community to want to play basketball with Coronado in the future? Like what would make them excited about Um, meeting up with this team again.
3: This is just the most recent case of racism in high school sports. Cathedral High School was placed on a two-year probation after the football team posted racist photos targeting Lincoln High School. Cathedral and Lincoln High are participating in restorative justice meetings. The Coronado Unified School District immediately issued an apology to Orange Glen, and school leaders have said they are committed to conducting a thorough investigation and supporting healing dialogue.
1: So after an hour's worth of public comment, the school board voted unanimously to fire Coronado's head basketball coach, J.D. LaPersi. The incident remains under investigation by the school district, the Coronado Police Department, the California Interscholastic Federation, and Escondido Union High School District. Young people across California are calling on the state to do more to prevent their families from being evicted. KPBS reporter Alexandra Rangel has this report on their call to action.
3: My landlord just raised our rent another $200 for the third time in the past year
2: and I'm scared. I don't want to put my kids back on the streets. The Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, also known as ACE Action, is raising awareness about the thousands of children currently facing displacement from their homes if the state's eviction moratorium isn't extended past June 30. ACE Action says estimates show nearly 700,000 households in California are behind on rent. Especially
3: for single parents, they are more likely to be behind on their rent. Here in California.
2: But in San Diego, a 60 day extension to the county's eviction ban was approved by the County Board of Supervisors earlier this month, giving local renters extra protection from being evicted. Francisco Duenas, executive director for Housing Now, says families with children are most at risk.
3: And for young people in particular, um, the impacts of an eviction are are very real and long-lasting.
2: Alejandra Mendoza just graduated from Mar Vista High School in Imperial Beach. All I could think about was
5: what if we're going to be homeless or what am I going to do? I felt like I needed to be the support system for my family.
2: While most seniors are able to enjoy and celebrate their final year in high school, Mendoza and her family have been facing eviction throughout the pandemic.
5: We have been through three eviction notices like
2: from three different landlords. Fortunately, we have fought two of them with the help of ACE. As state leaders debate extending the eviction moratorium, youth across the state are urging the governor to extend the moratorium and improve the state's rental assistance programs to make it easier for families to apply. These are people's lives at stake. And that in itself should
1: frustrate everyone. And coming up, preserving a slice of habitat in San Diego County. We're going to take a look at protected North County habitat after a quick
0: break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.
1: A little slice of classic Southern California habitat is getting long-term protection in San Diego's North County. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson says the Escondido Creek Conservancy has wrangled more than $2 million to buy 79 acres of hilly land.
4: People walking in this hilly, undeveloped pocket of land might catch a whiff of sage or mint, Short, stubby flowers reach skyward from rock-hard earth that's been dried out by the sun. Golden grasses catch the wind and off in the distance a bird or two makes its presence known. This pocket habitat sits pretty close to home sites trying to take advantage of nearby lofty views. As everyone knows, lots of development, lots of human activity in Southern California. Leonard Whitworth's hat shades his eyes from the early morning sun. He's the Escondido Creek Conservancy's board president. There are patches of
5: what California was, and this, this is one of them, and we're, we're trying to preserve those
4: both for the wildlife but also for the human residents. This patch of what was is idyllic habitat for the endangered California gnatcatcher. The tiny bird forages for insects in the low-lying shrubs. Natcatchers raise their young in nests just a few inches off the ground, but those nests are tucked inside dense shrubbery. It's the bird's presence that helps make this preserve possible.
5: The money that that purchased this property came largely from the state of California, the Wildlife Conservation Board, and the federal government through the Endangered Species Act. So as a society, we've decided to set money aside to conserve land like this.
4: Overall, the Escondido Creek Conservancy has helped buy and protect roughly 7,000 acres of wild habitat in the creek's watershed Conservation director Hannah Walchek says this plot of land is a great slice of coastal sage scrub habitat, but it is also much more.
1: It's a 79-acre preserve, so it's not enormous, but it functions as like a puzzle piece linking larger preserved pieces
3: of
4: land. Fitting an important puzzle piece into the interwoven lattice of homes and habitat helps create bridges for larger species. It is a piece that will
5: facilitate a connection between thousands of acres of open space in the city of Carlsbad and thousands of acres of open space along Escondido Creek in the County of San Diego.
4: Mountain lions, bobcats, and coyotes all require room to roam, hunt, and breed. Habitat like this strengthens the connections. It also builds a connection with the people who live near the preserve. The Conservancy's Ann Van Leer says This plot of land captures a slice of the region as it used to be.
1: All of California, Southern California used to look like this, at least this part of the coastal California. And this will give them a picture of the past, but also a picture of the future.
4: The scrubby habitat is being squeezed out of the region by housing developments and that pressure is not diminishing.
1: It inspires me to continue on. I'm a native Californian and this is one of the times that I can feel like I'm giving back to California and, sorry, I didn't know that would make me feel emotional. Um, This is a place that's very special. Uh, California, Southern California is very special to me.
4: Coastal sage scrub habitat is found in dry coastal zones and inland valleys that are close enough to the ocean to be exposed to the marine layer. The utility service road has brought invasive weeds and grasses to part of the preserve, but Van Leer says that'll be addressed.
1: We will be doing the very fundamental, we will be weeding removing what doesn't belong here and letting the natural native habitat replace itself.
4: Cleaning up this preserve is an immediate priority for the Conservancy. Adding to the collection of preserved lands and teaching people the importance of natural habitat is part of the Conservancy's long-term agenda.
1: That story from KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson and that is the show for today thank you for listening and guess what it is indeed pledge time here at KPBS it's the end of our fiscal year and if you like what you hear in this podcast or on the radio or you watch TV or YouTube please consider a donation today right now at kpbs.org just go there find the blue donate button So you have me sitting in for Annika right now, actually, and for one more day because she herself is involved with Pledge. So yeah, I will be back. But hey, while I have you, the Port of Entry podcast I help produce is hosting a YouTube live event tonight, Wednesday, June 23rd at 5.30pm. Our host, Alan Lilienthal, will interview famed animator, artist and director Jorge R. Gutierrez. They will both be live on KPBS YouTube. You can chime in. You can ask questions at the end. Spanish captions will be provided. It's free. All you have to do is, I don't know, you can open up YouTube, search for KPBS or go to portofentrypod.org and look for the link to the event. We would love to see you there. Thanks.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.